other yellow leather. Hey, look, it's James Hetfield, and he's going to give us an intro. another installment of many installments uh, which installment is this cash what is this what number uh, are we at? Uh, of actual podcasts or lockdown podcasts uh oh, this i don't is, know what's the difference this is 230 this is 2:30. episode 230 this is the uh, episode where we go to the what neil zoo mm. dentist dentist, dentist. Your, one of your all-time favorite jokes Oh, 2.30, right. That's one of your favorite jokes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm still trying to figure oh, out if I can man. boost my volume somehow. Sorry. Neil's like Neil's like jazz. It's just like, it's like you're supposed to play this note, but Neil goes and he just breaks the instrument in half. Yeah. Yep. Clamps. It's, Clamps the, it's the jokes you don't tell. <laughs> uh i'm jonah ray dio can't make it uh cash hartzell is here and I, I i appreciate that yep waving at my computer like a jerk hello cash <laughs> thanks for acknowledging me cash is using uh, a 1960s ibm yes yeah, but that's why he uh has to uh that's why like most of his apartment is just full of it's just a computer it's just yeah, rooms. no my my wife does not like it yeah, there's like cat big loves it of, though. There's so many warm spots. Big wheels of tape spinning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neil here. Neil's figuring out his microphone. Nah, I, I'm giving up. But you know what? It sounds great, and there's been no noise, and that is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's let's just get it into the thing of the show where we're going to play a song and when we come back, we're going to do more of the show. Can you imagine the show? It's happening now. So we're going to start with the song. Oh, we are. <laughs> could have been such well, a smooth segue. Okay. He could have talked yeah, it, it up to been. the post, just like a real Rick D's motherfucker. Yeah. I wonder um, how he's doing in the pandemic. Rick D's nuts. Another yeah. Neil favorite of these nuts. This was a yeah. classic. Um, what did you have queued up, Cash? I had Fresh. Okay, cool. Let's. Uh, this is a this is a band called Fresh, and uh, I believe they're out of the UK. And this is a song of theirs called Nighttime. If you want your music featured on this podcast, send it to us. Jonah Radio R A Y D I O at gmail.com.
Oh, delightful. That was really good. A little song called Nighttime from Fresh off of a, um, a, a single they did called Daytime Nighttime. I went with Nighttime because if uh, you're an Adam Sandler fan, Nighttime is the right time. <laughs> Anyone remember that one? I don't know. Remember that? It's from, it's from his first album. Oh, I, is, oh, Are you thinking of Ray Charles? No, no, it's um. There was the, there was the sketch I, where it's like a guy that keeps on trying to sell him like weed, and it's like it's like he's like, oh man, I'm so, I'm so drunk. I had so many beers. Like he's like, oh yeah, you had a lot of beers. He's like, yeah, I had like five teen beers. He's like, wow, five teen beers. That's a lot. Is that the beer that I give you? Yeah, man, I'm so wasted. He's like, well, that was not an alcoholic beer, so you're lying. And then it goes down. He's like, well, it must be the weed I smoked, man. He's like, oh, is that the weed I sold you? Yeah, that was pencil shaving. So you're just you're lying again. You're not really stoned. No. Oh. I'm I'm pretty sure Ray that. Charles also did that sketch. <laughs> yes, probably. I always probably. I always get uh, Adam Sandler and Ray Charles confused, but uh, I never got the 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 whole pencil shavings is weed thing. Pencil shavings look nothing like weed. There's a certain kind of I think the kind that not the like the handheld one, but I think the kind of more uh, like electrical one because it just kind of looks like a bunch of I bought mashed up hash, right? Fake weed once. Um, that it's literally just a plant that's grown to look like weed and some homeless guy had it and sold it to me and we smoked a lot of it before we figured out it was not real weed. Ooh, but what were the side effects? Coughing. And yeah. anger, <laughs> apparently, at the, at the homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess it's that time where we talk about what? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not a good time. Well, to do I it. don't know. It might be a good time to do it. It's, it's daytime, right? It just, but it's in this environment, well, in this climate, in this state. Do people really want to hear about amusing news? Hey. Oh, whoa, whoa. Is this a cover? Or is this the original? This is the original. That's the original. Oh, I thought you said you got into the covers. I did, but did you feel bad because I'm? I'm I are you doing that just because you because you were upset of me making fun of the fidelity of the uh, last uh, time? That and a, li- a little bit of like, you know what it is about the boys are back in town. It's that baseline. It's that open, and everybody like does their own version of that. That is not as iconic. And I was just like, you know what? Let's go back to the classic because everybody knows what. Everybody knows what that means. <laughs> well, yeah, it means it's time for music news. <laughs> That's right. It is time for music news. Uh, we talk about the whys and whos of who cares. Um, here's the thing. I've been uh, I've been starting to like you know really dig deep a lot, and I'm finding some great stuff that's out there that we've uh, uh, not really uh, checked out before. And so this. Um, I don't know when this came out, but this is pretty great. I guess Nickelodeon has a show called America's Most Musical Family. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's sort of like a search for the uh, Von Trapps, but American. Yeah, I think so. And it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, what's the guy from 98 Degrees? Nick Lachey. You know, he's a host of it. Oh, and, fantastic. Um, Glad that guy's working. Yeah. Yeah. He'll always do some kind of show like that. Um, and, and, and so... They had, uh, they have like people, like families that are like, uh, you know, family members that are in a band together. And so uh, they had a group called the Harris Three. Uh, and it's a, it's a trio, if you can, if you hadn't already picked that up. 
uh, of uh, uh, Ashton, who's 14 on drums. Uh, their dad, uh, Jason, uh, is playing guitar. Um, and Trent, who's an 11 year old, uh, is uh, is the singer. Um, but what they decided to do on this Nickelodeon America's Most Musical Family uh, is they decided to perform Smash Mouse All Star. Oh boy! In a death death metal style. Wow. And it's an eleven-year-old kid doing these vocals. Just keep that in mind. It's an eleven-year-old kid. Here to sing now, the Smash uh, Mouth Classic clip. All Star. Make some noise for Harris Three. It's okay. I want to hear this part again. That's an eleven-year-old kid doing those vocals, and the and the drummer at fourteen is doing those like the backups that came. Fucking out. crazy double bass too. That is amazing. Yeah, it it was incredible, and like people went ape shit in the crowd. There was like little kids just jumping up and down. Everyone's eyes got real big, and then the the, the judges afterwards were just like all they like they're like they couldn't just they, all they could talk about was the kid. Like they're like it's like. Your vocals are insane. Like you can, you're 11. You can get that low. Imagine when you get older, how low you're gonna get. And they like and all of them. Like there's this one lady. She's like, she's like, please start doing vocal exercises now. It might feel lame, but you got to protect that voice. Wow. <laughs> it's gonna sound like Burl Ives when he's 15. <laughs> please, we need another animated snowman voice. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, I, it was incredible. The best version of All-Star I've ever heard in my Can life. Can you imagine you're like, you're 10 years old, you've been bugging your parents to take you to the Nickelodeon part of Universal Studios Florida forever, <laughs> and you walk in and the, all of a sudden you're introduced to death metal and you love it. Like, it's the last place in the world yeah. you'd think you'd get it, but like, oh my God. It's like, I want that. Oh, no. Orlando, Florida is a death metal like haven. <laughs> they got obituary down there uh, and others. A lot of goths and metalheads in Florida. Well, I mean, when you make looking, when you make staying inside so attractive down there, I guess it just <laughs> just kind of goes with it. Yeah, I um, uh, I want to. Uh, I can't believe we missed this. Um, I feel really bad as uh, he is part of our namesake, but we missed. Ronnie James Dio's birthday, which was on July 9th, oh. he would have oh. turned 78, and um, uh, and uh, we we totally beefed it. We totally, and I, I'm I'm upset about our listeners not even mentioning it. <laughs> how instrumental Dio, because without Dio, this song, this podcast is just me, yeah. and nobody wants nope. that. <laughs> 
So Ka- um, Cash and I are Dio? Yes, you guys are. Uh, well, it's a you. Yeah, you know, you're Ronnie and you're James, and the show uh, it's in the unit you make up is Dio. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. I have a normal name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of people kind of uh, pay tribute to him. Um, and, uh, you know, he uh, apparently was like a really good guy. You know, Dave Grohl said so he remembered uh, him as one of the greatest singers of all time. Um, but like uh, he would give all of his time, uh, energy and love and attention to do good things. Jack Black said uh, one of the greatest heavy metal singers of all time. And that he was such a sweet and genuine dude. And like even like Rob, Rob Halford uh, from Judas Priest was just like it's in it's incredible because it's like they're all saying like yes he was very talented but like he was a good guy and isn't that like kind of like don't you want that to kind of rival yeah uh your you know your memory yeah and that that it's it's much uh people remember you more when you're a nice guy because they have like it's one of those things it's one of those sort of backstage looks it's like everybody is exposed to your music which is great and everybody can remember you that but when you hear the song and then somebody goes like oh, he did this one time, or there was this this story about how great he was. I think that sort of extends your legacy a little bit more. Like, it's not just the recorded stuff you've left, but it's actually, like, something greater, which is an interesting thing to think about. They, I, I was... Uh, I. Uh was going to see a therapist a long time ago and he was like an old school he used to be a comic in the 80s uh and he was a, a therapist now and he was he was really good and uh but like i remember he was telling me a story and i think i've like told you guys about this before but um he was uh friends with bernie mac and so when he went to bernie mac's funeral um he said like pretty much everyone like no one really talked about how funny he was because he was very mm-hmm. funny everyone got on stage and talked about how they were jealous of him because he was such a good guy mm. Like he was just like apparently like, and that's like, it was nonstop. Like what a good guy, what a nice person, what a giving person. Cause it's just like, it's like, yeah, he's funny, but like, this is what he's leaving behind. Like a bunch of people saying that he's just a cool dude. That's really nice. That's rad. Yeah. Good way to go out. Um, Yeah. Good way to go out. Um, Not that soon for him. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, if you've never seen it, go check out Bernie Mac's uh, set on Def Jam oh, uh, where he's wearing the crazy pants <laughs> and he's just like, attacking the audience that has I been ain't attacking. scared of you yeah i ain't scared of you i ain't scared of you oh my god that's... yeah and like hit it and then just the music comes on and he does a dance I, I did a parody of that once like uh for the nerdist tv show on bbc there was like a thing where i dressed up as a uh, um one of the villain people from uh superman 2 uh the guy with the beard yeah, zod um what's his fucking oh, yeah. name zod yeah sorry um so I dressed up as Zod, and it was like it was called it was like a sketch called Zod Talks. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I was, I was like, on that, that yeah. season. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, and like I like I changed. It was just supposed to be like like you know Zod talking about different ways to take over the world, but like I wanted to like pizzazz it up with my performance, so I turned it into basically a, a tribute to that set of Bernie Mac, where I go like I would like kind of like you know bring up a thing. It's like it's like, and then when things get a little hotter, the water temperature start rising. And then we take over the world. Hit it! And then, I, like, a song comes on, and I just start dancing as Zod <laughs> with, like, the, you know, the Widow's Peak and the whole outfit. It's like, I was just, like, thinking to myself, I was like, no one's going to get it. <laughs> no one that watching this shit is going to get my ode to Bernie yeah, Mac. Yeah, the Superman 2 and Bernie Mac Venn diagrams are very, very small and include <laughs> you. Yes, exactly. I'm like, it's like, I say this about a lot of things I'm into. I am my own Venn diagram. <laughs> I am a circle of me. Ooh, that's a good... That's a good lyric. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I'll write it down. Or, or um, memoir title, maybe? Oh, yeah. Memoir title. That's pretty good. I, I'll, I'll always, the memoir I always want, a uh, title I want to use is the one that uh, BJ Porter gave to me. What's that? Uh, when I was, when I was, it was, uh, what if I tried the story of an unknown comedian? <laughs> uh, the days of what is. Had a bit of a reputation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, if you want to relive the 90s uh, by going to a virtual festival, you can head over to uh, monkeon.co.uk uh, and basically uh, they will, you just, it's a different lineup every time, but like you go and it just, it's, it gives you a randomly generated lineup of bands who played a UK festival in the 1990s. Wow. And so what it is, it's like you, you go to it and it brings up like, you know, two different stages you know, uh, and from like whoever played, you know, festivals in the, in the UK in the nineties. And then you could like, here, I'm looking at one, uh, David Bowie, Smashing Pumpkins, Cypress Hill, The Verve, Chemical Brothers, Bare Naked Ladies, Aphex Twin. Um, those are the, those are the headliners. Um, but if I click on any of these, it'll take me to a set of theirs online from that. Oh, era. really? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's and that kind of neat, like yeah, you get your and it's it's random every time. So you go you if you reload it, you what's it called? Uh, it's just uh, monk eon uh, e o n uh, dot co dot uk. Um, here, let me like reload it and see if uh, it gives me something else. Okay, yeah, here's another one. Uh, the Microsoft Bob stage uh, will have Oasis, Tool, James Brown, Gangstar, Aphex Twin, Kent, and Eagle Eye Cherry, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. And then on the reef. Alcopot stage is the offspring tribe called Quest, Bush, Bjork, Pulp, Fish, Spin Doctors. Wow. Hey, Jesus Lizard. Hey, I think that's the that's the one you want to go to, Neil. Yeah. Fish, tribe called Quest, Bjork. Fish, uh, fish. sharing a stage with the Jesus Lizard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, they're probably hours apart in the day. Wow. Also, Towns Van Zandt, Taj Mahal. Wow. Ooh, Taj Mahal. Luna Chicks. Luna Chicks. Yeah. Let's, wow. Uh, let's do, uh, yeah, this is. I'm going to do it again. We may be the volume compilation stage. We'll have Radiohead, Corn, Queens of the Stone Age, Cypress Sill, Nick Cave and the Bad Seas, Tony Bennett, David Gray, Afghan Wigs. Uh, let's see, the Divine Comedy, Elvis Costello, uh, Jane's Addiction, Marcy Playground, uh, Pokes. Wow, the special Screaming Trees Therapy. And then on the Two Dogs Lemon Brew stage, you got Van Morrison, Tool, Dave Matthews Band, Coolio, Fatboy Slim, David Holmes, Rancid, Alice Donut, The Amphetamines, Bentley Rhythm Ace, Blaggers, ITA, DJ Hurricane, that, and many more. Orgy. That's so cool. I think he mispronounced therapy. Therapy? There you go. Oh, there with a question mark. Possum Dixon, Sex Pistols. Uh, let's see. Let's, 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 I'm going to redo it one more time and then click on it and see what, uh, what takes me I there. totally okay, forgot um, that Tony, Tony Bennett was on like Lollapalooza for a while. He was in yeah. the in the nineties. I got you. I wonder what he what stories he has about fucking Lollapalooza. He's probably just walked in, done it, and then leaves. Yeah, yeah. he probably hung out with Elvis Costello for a while. I that's yeah. A good they point. did do. Yeah. I think they did an album together. Well, you know, like at Riot Festival, they've been kind of doing interesting stuff. Like last year, I think they had uh, the um, the Village People, and then I guess I think it, it was during YMCA or Macho Man or something like that. Like. Um, like people just started doing like wall of death style moshing <laughs> like to the village people. Good, good. Um, so it's good for them. All right. Do you guys want to hear uh, the, the, uh, the melody maker stage headliners or the shine compilation stage headliners? Uh, melody maker. Yeah. Okay. 
David Bowie, Beck, No Doubt, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Jeff Buckley, Yola Tango, The Flaming Lips, and Archers of Loaf also on that. That's a good stage. Um, yeah, that that's stage can't stage. miss. Yeah, The Orb, Stereo Lab, Julian Cope. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, so let's see. Which, what do you want to? What do you want to check out today? Cash. It's like it's. There's a lot of bands stacked up on top of each other. Who do you want to check uh, out? Stereo Lab, of course. Okay, Stereo Lab. I'm going to click on Stereo Lab, and it brings up within the site. A YouTube uh, set of theirs from Sweden, not in UK, but whatever, Europe, uh, from an October 1995 entire, entire wow. show. Wow. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? I wonder if, I, f- I feel like yeah. this could be homework for our listeners, is like, generate your own, and then uh, spend a day at a festival. Yeah. Just, just you know, bottle of wine, maybe sneak some some weed into your apartment and uh, put a blanket out. <laughs> just pay twenty five dollars. Sneak your friends in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You kick down your own uh, fence. Go shit in a field. It's all you, you do it all yourself. Go shit in a field. Um. So, uh, moving on. Um, moving on up. Someone uh, did an article recently about the uh, uh, the so like in 2014, as we all remember, Gene Simmons said that rock is dead, and I think we uh, told him to fuck yeah. himself <laughs> on this show in person when he was a guest. We told him to go fuck yeah. himself. Yeah, um, he didn't like I that. Garage. Very dis- I find that very disrespectful. Get out of here, Gene. Gene. Get out of your Gene. Um, but so he said it's dead. But let's take a look um, at the Billboard MRC um, top five rock albums of 2020. Oh, I saw. And boy, 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 yeah. So these are the uh, the best selling rock albums of this year. Wait, what's M- number five? What's MRC? Uh, MRC is uh, the mid year music report. Okay. Um. So number five, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. It's the number five rock album of the year. Okay. Number four, Journey's Greatest Hits. Uh-oh. Yeah. Number three, Creedence Clearwater Revival's Chronicle Volume 1. I think Which... Gene is getting his uh, point made. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, Diamonds, uh, the Elton John collection. That came out in 2017. That's the most recent release. Oh, Jesus. And then, of course, number one, thanks to Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> queen's greatest hits uh is the number one selling rock album of 2020 so far so yikes wait a minute so there's one what was number five number five was an actual album it was rumors which is a testament to you know fleetwood Mac. but uh, the other four were all greatest hits yes exactly incredible i mean and it i think there's some self-selection in there in that i don't know how many people outside of that target demographic the people that were alive then still buy albums but at this point don't you point. don't you own rumors like yeah. <laughs> Shit. i always think about one of my least favorite things uh from the movie uh i am legend and there's mm-hmm. a lot uh but the will smith movie i'm legend um where you know he's uh he's uh showing off oh shit or is this yes it was i am legend i was for a second i thought it might have been i robot one of the many i dystopian movies that will smith mm-hmm. has done like id4 um but uh so he um he's showing someone something that they're like oh like oh what's this and they pick up bob marley legend 
And he's, he's like, this is one of the, he's like, this is the best album of all time. And I was like, well, no shit. It's in the running. It's a fucking greatest hits album. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, it's just like, you know, it's like, you know, Hey, Beatles one, one of the best <laughs> albums of all time. Yeah. If those songs were all on one album, they would, there'd be no contest. Well, yeah. They would have shut it down. Yeah. Well, that the, it's also like, how did he determine that this was the greatest album of all time? Did he wander through dorm rooms and just write down how many posters were up? Like that's, <laughs> um, yeah, it, that, that's crazy. It, it, it's, that's insane. Two, 2020. I mean, what? Well, it's but, also just based. It's just based on sales. It's not like new releases or like you know, yeah, that kind of shit. Well, but it's also what? Yeah. Can you guys think of like the last big album, big rock album at least that I that everybody had in my mind was maybe the Strokes' first album. Like that, I feel like everybody yeah. had a copy of that. But I can't think of anything in the last fifteen years that was like just ubiquitous. Maybe like Run the Jewels, but they never sold those. Those were all just pay what you want. Yeah, and that's hip hop. Yeah, I mean, there's maybe maybe like Queens of the Stone Age came yeah. close. Yeah, like that was a very. Still what's the one? The, the the red one with like that, that was like the big one with yes. all the hits. Songs, not songs for the deaf, but the one after that, I think. Right. Um, it might have been songs for the deaf. Uh, I'll look it up. Songs of the Deaf, but yeah, but that was still like I think that was like either the same year or the year after uh, the Strokes. Mm -hmm. This is it, or is this it? Is it really that long ago? The Strokes was like yeah, yeah, because like because nine because two thousand ninety nine or two thousand I think it was ninety nine was uh uh was that uh, rated R from Queens of the Stone Age? Okay, it's to see marijuana in the summer. Yeah, yeah. So it was rated R, um, Songs for the Deaf, and then Lullabies to Paralyze was in two thousand four. So that was probably, and that was a pretty big yeah, album, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, you know, there's also um, uh, Yoshimi from uh, Flaming yeah, Lips. Was, yeah. That was pretty that was a big one. widespread. That's probably 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. But it's, uh, yeah, as far as like, just like, you know, and then maybe Vampire Weekend. But at the same time, that's one thing. That's like around the time where everything started getting split. And, yeah. you know, rock, everything was just getting segmented. But yeah people are it's buying a, singles doesn't mean good music still isn't out there. no not at all yeah yeah exactly um all right well we're gonna take a, a break for some ads and uh some music um we're gonna play a uh uh you know we love covers here over oh, at uh yeah. jonah radio um uh but uh i want to play i'm gonna play you two songs from this band um but we're going to play uh, the, their, their cover of Cranberry Salvation first, and then we're going to play one of their other uh, uh, songs later. But this is a band called Ursula from Apple Valley, California. Uh, they are uh, a hardcore band and like screamy, thrashy, and it's incredibly exciting. I love, I love the stuff I listen to of this band. But then for them to like do like a really good cover of a great Cranberry song, uh, like I was like, I was like, I'm sold. And then the first song on this EP. It starts with a, 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 you know, it starts with a King of the Hill uh, sample. And I was just kind of like, I was just like, well, fucking, they just fucking sold me. Female, screamy vocal, hardcore, and then fucking King of the Hill reference. But anyway, uh, here is a Salvation a cover, uh, Cranberries cover by Ursula. Uh, and then we'll be right back with more radio.
Hey guys, Cash here in my car to make a point about keeps. Did you know two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You can get treated from home. You used to have to go to a doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it so easy to deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably not for this price. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments can take up to four to six months or more to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash radio to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash radio. R-A-Y-D-I-O. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Hey, it's Cash back in my car to make another point about Harry's. Guys, you know Harry's. They're the razor company that's been sponsoring our show for the last couple of months. And I have to say, I love Harry's. I've talked about it in the past. Gotta shave my beard when I go out to work to wear the mask. Harry's has been doing a great job keeping me up to date with a nice slender shave so that my mask fits great. Well, if you like Harry's, you can get a Harry's trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com slash Jonah. Why should you give Harry's a try? Well, Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. They're just $2 per blade. They've cut out the middleman, manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. Harry's has all your grooming needs covered in one stop. You can get your blades, hair care, and shower products all on harrys.com. And just like their blades, Harry's is committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank. And you can feel a little better about a purchase. Not only are 1% of proceeds set aside for nonprofit organizations devoting to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans, but to help support those who need it most right now, Harry's is donating $1 million worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the U.S. Listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash Jonah. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash Jonah, that's harrys.com slash J-O-N-A-H, to start shaving and saving today. Whoa, red flag, Bobby. 
I have been advised to listen to this record. Just cause you're sorry doesn't raise your ability. That was Ursula. That was two songs from Ursula. Uh, Red Flag, uh, which starts with that awesome King of the... And I just watched that episode recently, like, where Bobby Hill wants to get a bunch of CDs, so Hank takes him to the CD store, and it's just like, it's like, hold on, this one says it has a parental advisory. <laughs> I just I just watched Red one flag, last night, Bobby. the Bulldozer um, episode. No, that's that the, the one where Bill goes one? back to high school, so he can split split his oh, high school right. touchdown record with a guy who god it's oh. such a good show yeah it's a really really great show um but anyway yeah ursula u-r-s-u-l-a like the character in the little mermaid but great band out of apple valley california uh really stoked all right back at it guys uh couple quick hits of news the Dalai Lama goes number one with debut album. There we album go. There's a, a there's a rock album back <laughs> on that? back on the charts. Yeah. Right. Um, here's another thing. Kirk Hammett was sitting on the toilet when he got a call to join Metallica. Great yep. anecdote. Yes. Um, and then uh, when he t- had to tell Exodus, his uh, high school band, that he was leaving, uh, the singer Paul Baloff poured beer over his head. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's the last victory you're gonna get over. Like, there. like in a, in a, yeah. Well, it, it could have been like in a locker room celebration kind of way. Like, oh, yeah, you're going big, big time. It was, and he, oh. they, were, they were very upset with him. Oh, and then he also took some riffs. Took some what? He took some riffs with him. That's stuff that they, he had written oh. while they were working on stuff together. Oh. That apparently showed up. That apparently showed up on Ride the Lightning. Well, tough titty. Alice Cooper is getting his own chocolate milk. <laughs> the beverage will benefit the Veteran Rockers Solid Rock nonprofit. Okay. And this is real. You can look it up. You can go get some some Alice How Cooper does this work? chocolate the milk. The best place to get chocolate milk was a school cafeteria, but Alice is saying school's out forever. So make up your mind, buddy. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, chocolate milk uh, milk bottle at your retail grocer for home or delivery across hmm. Arizona. I guess this is just a very specifically, which is crazy because uh, you think it would just, it's from Phoenix, but you think it would be from <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> um, Hey, remember the movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. The the that's the uh, Wayne's World. I think it's Dwayne. Yes, uh, Dwayne Dwayne Wayne's World. Did we ever? Did anyone ever? No, that's a different. Uh, no, that's a different world. Was, oh, was that a that, that was a living color sketch? <laughs> I don't know what. A, I'm laughing Wayne's at it all. Uh, no, he was on. He was on the show A Different World. <laughs> oh, sister. <laughs> Alice Cooper also this is a two two for Tuesday Alice Cooper uh uh calls for US police departments to weed out the bad oh. guys. All right. He says I guarantee you that 5% says I guarantee you that 5% of the police force in every city have got a racial problem. Well. All right. Uh, I used to have I used to have a racial problem. Hey, hey. Rachel, not racial. They were on a break. Um but <laughs> but a, a, a neat little factoid about that that was uh that was brought up in an interview off of um all things considered but from the hawaii public radio oh. all things considered because alice cooper lives in daina i think he lives on maui yeah a lot of good or, golf or, uh yes exactly i think it's a uh, you know it's uh, that guy supermensch whatever that guy oh yeah that yeah that guy that was his manager or whatever for yeah yeah um and uh and staying within the rock element here guys um i want to tell you the story that a friend of the show um friend of the show uh daniel cohn uh editor over at spin.com great dude very funny uh, uh very smart about music but he uh wrote about this back in april and i'm i guess i must have missed it but uh uh, so there was a, he reports that there was, um, uh, in a, Andrew Bennett, uh, has had a new book coming out called 212 days and nights with the genius of Eddie Van Halen. It's called eruption in the Canyon. Mm. And there's a, apparently in it, uh, he had, uh, pulled a gun on Fred Ooh. Durst. <laughs> so here's, let's, uh, let's do this. Uh, according to, uh, 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 to a bit on ultimate classic rock. The book says that Van Halen was uh, introduced to Durst and Limp Bizkit by a record exec who suggested they damn to get uh, jam together following West Borland's departure from the band. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, Bennett said Durst responded, that would be hilarious. The greatest guitar player ever plays with the worst band ever. Um, so Van Halen apparently was so dismayed by the jam session to the point where he called it like being a scholar oh. amongst kindergartners. <laughs> and then the next day he went back to get his gear from the beverly hills house uh and this is where uh bennett's description uh uh continues eddie once bought an assault vehicle from a military auction it has a shine gun mount on the back and is not illegal and is not legal eddie drove that assault vehicle through la into beverly hills I like to think that Eddie Van Halen still lives in Pasadena. Yeah, me too. Uh, so uh, through LA into Beverly Hills, then parked and left it running on the front lawn of the house Limp Biscuit oh, was rehearsing in. He got out wearing no shirt, his hair in a samurai bun on top of his head, his jeans held up with a strand of rope and combat boots held together by duct tape, and he had a gun in his hand. Jesus. <laughs> 
And then uh, Dude, he goes, Ben says, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to send a message. Um, and then he says, that asshole answered the door. Um, I, I was, uh, Durst. And he says, uh, uh, and then I put my gun. This is now Van Halen said to Bennett. I put my gun to that stupid fucking red hat of his. And I said, where's my shit, motherfucker? That fucking guy just turned to one of his employees and starts yelling at him to grab my shit. Eddie Van Halen stood on front of the law. Eddie Van Halen stood on the front lawn of a residential home in Beverly Hills in broad daylight, smoking a cigarette while holding a gun on Fred Durst as he, he went back and forth from the house to the assault vehicle, lugging amps and guitars and guitars. Jeez. How many fucking guitars do you need for a jam session? Well, you never know what you're going to, you're going to need. So you might need a double neck, triple neck, quadruple neck. You never know. Seven string, 12 string. Yeah, a whole a whole case full of uh, different uh, you know screwdrivers. <laughs> yep, drills. You know that is. Uh... But isn't that that's insane? You're talking drinkable and, like, screwdrivers, right? I'm I'm yes, curious yeah. as to like what like is that that's that's not the worst a jam session has ever gone. I'm sure somebody's died, but like like <laughs> nobody expects <laughs> like it's gonna go that bad. Uh, do you think uh, you think that like all the dudes? This is a story that all the dudes from um, Limp Biscuit tell. It's like, hey, uh, you know, my buddy plays guitar. You should have him come over and jam. And like every one of them's like, I don't know, man. Does he own any guns? <laughs> yeah. What's his uh, vehicle situation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you get it on the lawn? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet Durst I was want just to, like uh, just one of those days. Just <laughs> uh, be careful not to break stuff. <laughs> That's another song of his. Yeah, it wasn't as good as mine though. I feel it was on par, meaning they were both terrible. Neil, let's just call it a day. Just one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of terrible, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, uh, rap metal shit. Uh, I want to show you guys a uh, compilation of people uh, doing uh, disturbs down with the sickness at karaoke. Here, it's, uh, it's let's oh, let's no. listen to this. It's only fifty four seconds, but it's 54. fucking terrible. whispery like yeah did, did you hear that one like it was the penultimate one which is just like Wah! i swear to god i heard a dog in there <laughs> <laughs> um the once named herd immunity fest seeks fans help in setting up oh, festival Jesus. grounds oh that's a hard we previously no. reported on the herd immunity fest which is now i think just uh i think they had to change their name um 
but uh, they uh, apparently uh, need some help uh, setting up the tents and stages and stuff like that. Uh, and the, uh, on Wednesday morning, organizers reached out to fans via Facebook asking, uh, so with that weather we had Tuesday, it cut off a day of getting things set up for the mini fest. So if you have time and would like to help us get everything set up today, Wednesday at about 9 a.m., if you can come out to the expo to help out, that would be great. Good news. looks like the rest of the week well, is going to be very nice. Good news. Like there's been... No incentive. No incentive. Oh, that's so... Well... Wow. I, I don't know. Herd Immunity Fest seems like it's not coming together. What's the, what's the new name for it? Uh, I think it's just calling it Mini Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeesh. Uh Speaking of uh, disasters, um, <laughs> uh Great White uh, did a uh, um, did a North Dakota concert and it didn't have any COVID nineteen safety restrictions at all. Yeah, and I mean, what's their what's their game plan at this point? Or did they kind of go like it's like, listen, we haven't had a lot of traction since two thousand three when mostly everybody was talking about us. What if we tried to? Yeah, kill I think that's it. I think they're going for yeah. like highest body count by a band. Yeah, it's like it's like, and this is their quote. We do not have restrictions, believe it or not. We do not have any. Like, they're bragging Who's... about it. Uh, it. I mean... For people who don't remember, Great White killed 100 people in a... Uh, Providence, Rhode Island. In, in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, when they uh, were told that they can't have their pyrotechnics in a venue that small, and they uh, did them anyway. Yeah. And uh, it ended up... Um, lighting the place on fire and there was no exit so it was a it was a real terrible tragic tragic event yeah i'd, I'd been to shows at that place it's like uh it's like the size of a like a smallish comedy club like jesus it's not <laughs> like indoor pyrotechnics on a low ceiling yeah but the laughs you can hear when not people catch on fire um <laughs> uh yeah what what how do you how do you go uh, from like hey our band had a hit but is mostly famous for catching people on fire. We're doing a show with no safety restrictions. Like it just, it, it, it eh, doesn't. Yeah. Not only that, their one hit was a fucking cover. Was it? Yeah. Once bitten, twice shy. I oh. think that was a cover. Well. Oh shit. Maybe they're just covering danger. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of asshole bands, uh, you know, we've been tracking the uh, uh, so the band Lady Antebellum. You know, as, yeah. as uh, a way to get more woke, uh, changed their name to Lady A, and then uh, turns out there was another singer um, named Lady A, and uh, and then the band tried to sue her for rights yes. to the name Lady A. Yeah, the uh, Anita Lady A White is a uh, is a black woman, and um, and she is uh, she's been using that name. She has releases under it. And she's responding to Lady Antebellum uh, with saying, you don't just get to come and take because you have that privilege. Yeah. And she is right. Fuck Lady Antebellum. What are they even sound? Are they like bluegrass uh, or something? I think they're more oh, fucking uh, pop country. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck them to hell. It's not great. Um, it's not, it, it, it not great. Um. In TV news, the Osborne family oh, is headed back to TV, which kind of goes against what I've been hearing about um, with like Ozzy's health. Uh, 
But uh, also, did you know like Jack Osborne and Ozzy had like a, a, a like a travel law? No, like a travel really? Show? Yeah, it's, I remember seeing that in like a magazine or something, and then going like, "Oh, I should check that out," and then never remembering what channel of the fucking eighteen hundred channels the- there are. Yeah, it was a few years ago. I remember the only reason I know about because I was like watching, you know, uh, Psycho was on TV, like a normal TV channel. So I watched it, you know, with commercials and it was on like there was a commercial for it between every every fucking thing. It's like and this week, Jack and, you know, and it's of course reruns, but it's just like this week, Jack and Ozzy go to Austin, Texas. So (laughs) Ozzy can apologize. That's where that well, there's a lot I mean, of bats the there. He probably happened, he probably right? just yeah, stood yeah. on that bridge and waited for sundown and screamed well, no. his apology at him. I, I, opened his mouth. He got a, he yeah. got arrested. He just, like, got on the bridge and went all aboard. He got arrested then, at the uh, Alamo for like. Oh, that's him. right. I remember that. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's called the Osbournes want to believe. Okay, and it's Ozzy, Sharon, and Jack. Uh, uh, they're the ones going to be doing it. Um, and it will center around Jack's belief in the paranormal. And he will be convincing his parents that paranormal activity exists by showing them poltergeists, haunted dolls, UFOs, and unidentifiable, uh, unidentifiable beasts. And it's, uh, it's, uh, and that's just in the premiere episode. Uh, Jack will do his best to convince Ozzy and Sharon and the uh, paranormal is real. And they'll give their reactions to the clips he's shown them, uh, uh, filmed in real time oh okay i get that so oz or jack shows goes out ozzy. and does the stuff and then he he shows them footage so they leave so ozzy doesn't have to yeah ozzy and sharon don't have to i, w- I yeah, was exactly. never a, a a big uh jack osborne fan until um when i was working on um uh talking dead and he was on and he was on with marilyn manson who had gotten wasted uh before the show and the deft navigation he did while trying to save uh marilyn manson from embarrassment was really quite impressive it didn't work marilyn manson still uh fucked up but it was like i gained a lot of respect from that uh, for that guy where he was just like oh this is a mess let me see what i can do about it because i know this guy and if i can talk him down but yeah it was yeah that was jack osborne jack osborne um yeah, it like Oh, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he grew up he with co- that. <laughs> yeah, he's completely yeah. codependent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me save this situation. I can save it. Yeah. Um, I'm a fixer. Yeah. Uh so uh, we got one last little uh thing uh as far as news is concerned and that is uh that Metallica uh is reportedly involved in a multi-million dollar purchase of really? artist catalogs. Uh they're Oh, yeah, their co-manager, the, the Michael Jackson thing. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, and get this, their Metallica's co-manager, his name is Cliff Bernstein, which is just <laughs> so close to Cliff Burton. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, he's uh, they're uh, rumored to be involved in an intellectual property acquisition venture called the Worldwide Music IP Fund. And um, Ugh, don't uh, put yeah, fund at the end; it makes it sound like it's a charity. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's there to help. Maybe it's there to help uh help artists uh get their get yeah, all that money yeah, back yeah, from uh, famously from the Napster downloads. Famously generous uh, Lars Ulrich wants to give back to uh, struggling artists. Yeah, um, and uh, we're gonna wrap up this with something the really fun thing. Uh, uh, the the drummer from Decrepit Birth, uh, Seamus, uh, is uh he's does like these funny videos and stuff like that, and so. 
he uh he, and oh this reminded me of a, a neil's thing so this is a this is a bit called like a, this is how drummers knock on doors uh but like um <laughs> this reminds me of a, a neil can you tell that story about jesus lizard uh what him telling that joke yes can oh, okay. just can you tell us like yeah. yeah so the you oh wait no that's not no, that was. There's the one time he hit you in the head. We know that one, but like, tell him that, you know that you did that joke. Yeah, you want to get my impression of a drummer. Yeah, he's like, how do you know there's a drummer at your door? And then they go, how? And then it goes. It gets faster. It gets faster because uh, they have a hard time keeping time. So this guy, uh, he he did he did a it's like a must it's almost kind of a take on that where it's a. Uh, um, this is how drummers knock on doors. See how many songs uh, you guys can name um, uh, when we start listening to them. You guys know what that is? That was Super Mario. Yeah. We will rock you. Yeah. Led Zeppelin... Uh... When the levy yep. breaks? When the levy breaks, yes, exactly. Smoke on the water. That's YYZ. That was a bad YYZ. Ah. Terminator. Indians? I don't know that song. In the air tonight? Oh, right. It's Raining Blood by Slayer. (laughs) This is any ACDC song. That's hot for teacher. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Iron Man. Iron Man. Oh. That was Moby Dick? Yeah. Shit. I was going to say it was the Beauty Voice talk, but they sampled it. Domination. Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. Wipeout. 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 Uh, <laughs> Sam, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Six Six Seamus over there on the old YouTube's. Uh, very very funny stuff. Um, um all right well here's the thing cash i, I miscounted the uh the amount of tunes um uh i had so let's uh we're gonna wrap up the show um uh that's the end of music news that's the end of mm-hmm. the show did you I guys did. have a good time i had a great we still time. have one more thing that's just called great, everybody great. butthole i don't know what that's about oh that's that's what we're gonna be ending on oh because uh because you know usually we do a song at the end of 
music news, and then we come mm-hmm. back and say goodbye, and then we play. I a song remember that. Oh. Uh, so yeah, so I, I kind of uh, I, I miscounted um, the amount of songs, um, and I thought I guess I, I maybe I thought we were going to spread out the Ursula tracks. We are. Um, There's just going to be ads in between them. That's true. That's true. All right, but anyway, so yeah, this is uh this has been a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and continuing to tune in. Uh, it's a you know, send us your friends' band, send us your brother's band, send us your sister's group, just send us a, like stuff, Bandcamp links, Jonah Radio R A Y D I O Gmail dot com. Um, like it's like uh, some of the songs we played today uh, were um, submitted to us by a band that we had a. Uh, we had already played. We yeah. said like, Oh, well send us your friends bands. Like, you know, so if you've been played on the show and you want to support your friends, cause this is what the show is about. Um, support your you know, scene. Uh, uh, and I'm going to get the name of that. Friends support your scene. Friends. Exactly. Friends. friends. Dun, 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 dun. Um, but yeah, Not so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, um, uh, Nelson Savage, who we played a, a week or so ago, um, they sent us their friends um, from all over uh, the UK. And there's like stuff where we're going to kind of start playing through some of the stuff, which is uh, really great. And uh, yeah, so we're going to um, end with a song that I made, though, because I'm very excited about it because I've been trying to teach myself how to do um, sampling and stuff like that. And I've always thought this uh, that uh, history lesson uh, part two uh, by um, uh, the Minutemen would make a good uh, backdrop for a beat. And uh, and then so and then I found some uh, Nas uh, um, acapella and just popped that on it. So I've just been having fun with doing that stuff. But so I thought I'd play it because it was a it was good. And I I, I can't tweet about it, you know, because yeah. I'm not on there.